ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here for another Tuesday edition of Oilers Live. Feels, uh, we're talking a little bit off air. Feels like forever since the Oilers have played, and then they play one, they got another couple nights off, and they play the Blackhawks on Saturday, and then we go for the longest stretch. Almost feels like an off season. I've got as my guest today... And Sean, I, you know, I've been practicing your last name, <laughs> no Pang worries. Anaban. Is that right? We'll go with pe- we'll go with Pang and Eben. Phonetically, if you're trying to sound it, you're very close, I'd say. But uh, okay. I, I, I even pronounce it wrong myself, so it's all good. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Okay. <laughs> right. Well, my last name's Abear, and most people uh, say once a day they say Herbert. So Herbert, <laughs> <laughs> it drives me up the wall. <laughs> I don't know. Guy Abear, I tried, and Sean and I have something in common. And that is, uh, we're one of only a few quote unquote civilians out there that have, uh, hockey cards in the upper Mm -hmm. deck, my MVP set. And, uh, so that's how I first met Sean. Mm -hmm. Um, Sean is now a writer at the hockey writers and, uh, you'll see some of his stuff there. The latest thing, uh, was about Wayne Gretzky and how he was, uh, correct in terms of the Oilers, uh, goaltending and and everything um so we'll talk about that but we're going to talk oilers hockey maybe a little bit of all-stars yeah um just kind of get back into the hockey flow after this <laughs> this Absolutely. it's it's hard to believe they only played on saturday because i i don't know about you but it feels like a couple of weeks since oh, I did. I'm even trying to recall who they played on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule, so I know. I know it was Vancouver, but oh, I had right. the same thing. I'm writing the write up for the show. Yeah, and uh, and I had to had to look it up, and I yeah, it was Vancouver. So the Oilers are riding a six game win streak. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So uh, let's let's start here because. Sure. It's a six-game win streak. Last time the Oilers lost was to the Los Angeles Kings. Yeah. Outside of Seattle, and and maybe Vegas, although Vegas is on a bit of a since Stone is out, they're they're kind of getting killed. Yeah. You know, or should we be like overjoyed with the six-game win streak, or should we just you know temper our expectations that we were able to beat? Anaheim, San Jose, Tampa Bay on a back-to-back, yeah. and Vancouver. Yeah, uh, you know, lackluster at best most nights. Um, yeah. Or, or can we be excited? Are we? I mean, are we allowed to be excited about the Oilers where they're at right now? You know what? I, I think we're allowed to be cautiously excited. I think uh, even just for the fact of them not being able to string together you know, consecutive wins in a row for a majority of the season. Mm-hmm. And I'm even thinking, uh, you know, in that first half of the season that they had, they played some, they played some tough teams and they did have a tough schedule and, and coming out of it, you know, like a few games over 500, I think, I think, you know, I think we could be a little bit excited because coming up, we do have a pretty more easier schedule than most. So I think, uh, I think we, it, it's, and and I see what you're saying. Is it a true test of where we are? So there's that cop, cautious optimism a little bit. But you know what? I think uh, 
I, I know that Tampa was on a back-to-back, but at the same time, uh, you know, I, I can't remember who I was listening to. But well, they weren't a walkover by any stretch. Were no, they? no, not exactly. And yeah. and I, I, you know, maybe it was kind of like a Rashad's podcast or something. They said, or someone said it good that, hey, you know what? Uh, we're 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 like that little little brother that we're not going to be pushed around anymore. And that game was kind of like that. They they, you know what? I, I can't remember. I think they they tied it up, but then they still uh, you know, prevailed. Yeah, in they the stayed end, so. in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, that was it. I thought that was a you know a fantastic game to watch. Tons of fun, yeah, yeah. and um, and it's always you know more fun when the Oilers pull out the win. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I I'm a big Patrick Maroon fan. I but he you know pissed me off like he pissed off many Oilers fans that night. Uh, you know, he's that's what he does. You know, love him or hate him, that's what yeah. he does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Oilers came out and they did uh, all the things they needed to do. And it, that's, you're right. Like they weren't being pushed around that game. And the fact that Costin stood up, uh, we'll talk about him tonight. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, Clean you, shape. you need guys, right? Like Costin, DeHarnay. Yep. Like every team has those examples of guys that are going to have either a career year or come mm-hmm. out of the game and be a character guy, right? Yes. You know, they're not all going to be uh, Nachushkins, right? No. Yeah. But to some extent, they're going to be players that you didn't expect to be such a difference maker. But we've mm-hmm. got, you know, not not the same style of play, but our Nachushkin this year could easily be Hyman. Oh, I mean, the way he's on shot. points, pace for like 95 points or something. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that guy, you know, maybe the best, one of the best signings that free agent signings the Oilers have had, type of thing. And he just kind of gets, keeps getting better and better and better. And yeah. And he gives you like the same level of uh, effort game after game after game. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I mean, you can't help but like the guy. Like he's just likable, right? Oh, like yeah. the smile, everything about him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I like that. Uh, I like that fight he took uh, against uh, <laughs> yeah. LA there, the Sean Dersey. And he's just like, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go with him. Yeah, we're gonna go. And he just smiles. <laughs> he's like, yeah, does it with a smile on his face while he's like punching the guy. Yeah, and he, and, yeah and he did all right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I don't know. I'm sure you'd probably have to go to hockeyfights.com yeah. to check it out. He's been, I'm sure he's been in fights before, but For I sure. can't recall seeing him in another fight, but he's that guy this year, right? Yeah. Like at 90, yeah, the 95 point per game pace sitting 15th in league scoring as of mm-hmm. tonight. Yep. I, uh, uh I, I do want to say one time, uh, it was even last year and I wrote an article and I think I was just trying to, trying to be a little controversial, but at the same time I said, uh, you know, Zach Hyman has a, has a good chance to be, uh, you know, number one line with McDavid on Team Canada, and and this is when they're thinking of the Olympics coming back. Yeah, or yeah. Like, yeah, and then uh, I just got chewed up. But I was like, you know what? You need guys like him on a team. You know, you're not going to have. And, and at the you same know, time, that's not a stupid proposition though anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it exactly. never was. I mean, yeah. you know, the guy is like, you know, what were people saying? Nah, I'd pick Marner first. Well, they're tied in points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got great. Right? He, you yeah. know, he'll hit. He'll battle in the corners. Yeah, it's just um, you know, and and um, like may I may I ask you a question? Yeah. And, and I brought yeah, yeah. this up in our uh, beer league locker room. Uh, you think he's a a better version of Smitty? 
Oh yeah. I mean, no, no. I mean, Smitty was, um, and even then, even like there may never be another player like Smitty. Um, you know, I mean, the wooden stick was enough, (laughs) right. To set him apart. Uh, just everything, you know, everything about, you know, who he is and what he, what he is. Um, but definitely, um, yeah, definitely just like a, a more like a better version of, of Gagne, mm. right? Like maybe a, like a better like consistent that. version of Gagne. I like that. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, and, and some of that's probably coming from the fact that like Smitty's in that whole other, yeah. other level. Right. Like he's, yeah. he's just and as an Oilers fan, right? Like we, you know, I mean, he's, he was first inductee, right? <laughs> you know, that's true. Yeah. That is so very he's, true. Um, Hyman's been with the team a couple of years, maybe, you know, maybe three, four years from now, we will be uh, saying the exact, uh, exact same thing. But he's definitely like, he's, you know, he's an all star. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is an all star. Yeah. He um, does. That's what that's what you need. You need guys to step up, right? Mm-hmm. Here's a question. You yeah. know, now if we're thinking about what ifs and what could be, yeah. and I've been I've been thinking about this because you see, like Vegas is absolutely getting stomped without Stone in the lineup, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Tanev went down for Calgary last night in the second period. I don't know if it's long term or short term. I haven't looked lately. I looked earlier today. There was nothing about it. Other than mm-hmm. it looks like he might have re-injured his shoulder. No, no. In the seven games that Tanev has been out so far this season, the Flames have won none of them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Again, Stone out four games. The uh, and the and the Knights have lost four. They lost tonight in overtime, so they got one point. Mm-hmm. You know, one loser point. The Oilers, you know, knock on wood. If the Oilers lost Connor McDavid today for any length of time, is it fair anymore? And was it ever fair to say that the Oilers are a, you know, lose seven in a row, lose four in a row type of team without Connor McDavid in the lineup? So you're asking, you know, would, could they potentially lose kind of four? You know, going a big loop. Yeah, like, is, it, are the Oilers Connor McDavid or is Connor well, <laughs> part of the Oilers? Ah, uh, okay. I would say, you know, if Connor McDavid went down, and I remember, I can't remember if it was two years ago, two, three years ago, maybe before, yeah, like COVID or whatever. Um, when he went down, I remember, oh, it was Dry Sidle's yeah. uh, heart brain season. And right. uh, when he won, and I remember he stepped it up and I, I truly believe, you know, and, and I kind of think about, okay, you know, I'm not comparing myself to beer league, whatever. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah, if I, I, you know, we, you play, I, I feel when I have the guy and he's the best guy on my line or something, I'm getting in the puck. Right. Uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm playing to his strengths. And I kind of feel that would be kind of the same thing. Um, whereas if he was, 
you know, out of the lineup, everybody, I feel everybody would kind of elevate to, you know, Nuge maybe step up and, and, you know, start being that offensive, uh, you know, he, he has been right. But like being that, Hey, I'm, I have to be a driver or, uh, and, and Leon too, he stepped up in that one time, uh, That's right. what Leon went out. So I, I think they'd still, uh, truly be comp- competitive absolutely yeah and, and in fairness i'm leading you down a path because the path is this right like it's always upset me that anybody says the oilers are connor mcdavid mm-hmm. because look connor was out mm-hmm. and who stepped up dry hopkins and yamamoto were the top line in the league that's right that's right right in fact yeah. we're still living with Yamamoto because of that, <laughs> right? Like, you know, I mean, he'd, he'd, he'd likely still be playing some AHL minutes if not for that time on the Oilers. And I sure. don't get me wrong. I love Yamo. Yeah. As everybody should, he's, he's just, he's a character and good fun guy to watch. Absolutely. But without that stretch, mm-hmm. he's probably not a full-time oiler at this point in, in his career. Yeah. Or maybe he is. I mean, he's had some ups and downs since then. He's never been that guy again. No, right? that's true. Yeah. Never been that guy. So all that to say, all of these other teams, all of these other fan bases that continuously point at the Oilers and and make the suggestion <laughs> yeah. that they are only a one-man team, forget that Leon Dreisaitl is, could any given time of the, the day be the second best player in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Zach Hyman are right up there in the top 15 scorers in the league. Yeah. And Vander Kane, when he's available, uh-huh. is a hell of a goal scorer. Uh-huh. This team is, you know, this team actually has some offensive depth. The challenge, as we all know, is, is on the defensive side. So let's talk about another article you did for the hockey writers. All right. And uh, entitled Oilers trade deadline plans could change if DeHarnay succeeds. Okay. So let's talk about DeHarnay because we're talking about defense now. You know, you talk about the Oilers, you talk about McDavid and the offense. And and I think, and I, and I suggest most Oilers fans who watch the team understand that the Oilers could survive without McDavid for, you know, a short length of time. Do right. we want to? Hell no. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not to say we want that, but we could because there's, there's plenty of offensive talent on this team. Mm-hmm. The defense, there's, there's um, whether we won six in a row or not, whether we've got good goaltending or not, the defense is just not good enough. Beyond love or hate Darnell Nurse, he's a first-line defenseman in this league. Right. Like he's a top-pair defenseman in this right. league. Right. He's probably just overutilized. A little overpaid, a little overutilized, but yes. Yeah, I, I'd agree with there you. There you go. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so how much does DeHarnay change the defensive outlook on the Oilers? And again, much like yeah. this six-game winning streak, yeah. how tempered should we be? Yeah, uh, I mean, I, very tempered for sure. Um, I think uh, with that article, I was, um, you know, I think I was referencing the narrative. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, a lot of different uh, hockey experts. Uh, you know, we need uh, I need a tough crease clear, someone to clear the crease. You know, type of defenseman. 
Whereas, you know, some people, I might need a, a Chitrin type of thing, all around type of defenseman. Uh, Deharnay, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, undefeated in, in the Deharnay era. Um, and you know what? It, it's a small sample size, definitely. Yeah. But he's shown s- small, but shown the things that, hey, we that a Joel Edmondson would provide. Hey, that nastiness, that cycle breaker, that, uh, you know, cross-check the guy in front of the net. You know, having... Um, Colzar uh, from Vegas, you know, when he took a run yep. at, I can't remember, was it, it Dreisel or McDavid? I can't remember. But having those conversations, right? And so there was a narrative that we need that, but DeHarnay's kind of bringing it. And the more I, I listen to him in interviews, the more he's, I, I, he's truly, genuinely happy and, and grateful that he's in the show now and he's going to show that I can stick and he's going to do the things that he needs to do to, to be an everyday NHL. And I was listening to this one thing where he's like, or I was reading a a tweet and where he said, you know, after his stretcher winning four games and he had his, his earphones in and he was sitting on the plane drinking wine. And he's like, what did I just do? Right. And to him, he's like, I don't ever want to ride that bus in the AHL ever again. And so yeah. to me, I'm like hearing those things. I'm like, this guy, like, you know, he's on the right path. <laughs> yeah. Now let's, and let's also, you know, remember that this, he was scheduled to make the team this yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, this is not some surprise that, mm-hmm. you know, he was, you know, he's, he's done well, he's done his time in the AHL, mm-hmm. but he wasn't supposed to go there this year. No, no, no. Injury um, or something delayed him. Yeah. Injury yeah. and, uh, you know, a little bit of conditioning. So he's, you know yeah. what, he's earned the right to be there and he's done, he's done really well. They, you know, slowly got him into the lineup and, um, yeah, I mean, he's going to stick. I mean, it's not like not much different from costume. Right. 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 And, um, and you, you know, you need guys like this, right? You need the Pishanis and the, right? <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I don't want to like draw on that moment, but that's what this team or any team needs mm-hmm. for, you know, success come mm-hmm. uh, season success. And then later on playoff success, mm-hmm. you know, that, uh, everybody knows, you know, Leon and Connor are going to perform, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Did you know that Nugent Hopkins and Hyman would also perform, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know that Costin would step up? Did you know that DeHarnay would step in as as a defenseman, right? I mean, you know, if you're the Colorado Avalanche, right? Like, you know that McCarr and McKinnon are always going to be good, mm-hmm. right? It's the supporting cast of these teams that, you know, you talk about, you know, uh, depth scoring or mm-hmm. or depth defense right it's mm-hmm. those guys that that really matter mm-hmm. um we're getting it i think you know we're we getting are. it and we're still getting two points a night from Connor mcdavid yep yep yeah. we're finally seeing that uh secondary scoring that uh was really missing in that first half yeah yeah, so I, like I think if you were to mix the um, we t- you talked about the schedule, how easy mm-hmm. the Oilers' schedule is in this second half. If you were to disperse that in with the first half, you're you know the way you'd be looking at it, you'd probably be more than a few games over five hundred already, right? Yeah. 
um, and people wouldn't wouldn't look at it in the same. You know, we had a really poor first half because you'd have those you know have to win games in there. Right. Um, now the Oilers are winning those must win games or those yeah. have to win games. Yeah. They did lose earlier the season to the Ducks. That was a big disappointment, but <laughs> you know they're back. I think they're back on track. Jack Ryanson on YouTube says, "Who's your unsung Oiler of the Year?" I would go with Skinner myself. Um, I kind of think, uh, you know, yeah, I <laughs> I never wrote this a couple times. Uh, I don't know where the Oilers were be, would be if he didn't rise to the occasion when Jack Campbell was faltering. <laughs> you know, like I don't, if he, if, if he showed that he couldn't handle, you know, handle yeah. the load, I don't know where the Oilers would be. So for me, um, you know, I, I'd say, I guess for the first half of the season, it would be Skinner. Yeah. 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 I, you know what I like is that I have to think about it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's all I mean. Cause you know, in the past I, it would probably be pretty easy, <laughs> you know, like there's a lot. And then like, that's the thing. There's a lot, there's a lot that you could pick of. And, and there's so many individual feel good stories amongst the players this year that like, it's, it, you know, it's, a, it's been an, a really interesting season. So, well, far. so here's, here's an interesting thing because you call unsung, Right. So Fair. Skinner's hardly been unsung. That's true. Yeah. yeah but that's but I mean, I, you know, the first thing I think of is who's the guy that's really stepped up. So I'd, I'd go with uh, Skinner as well. But Jack brings up Tyson Berry. True. Yeah. Because, uh, and, and I suspect if, if I'm thinking the way that, um, you know, uh, Jack's thinking is here's a guy that's not really getting a ton of credit. No. But like, When's the last time you swore at your TV or at the game with Tyson Berry? <laughs> right? Good point. Very good point. He's very, just been solid, point. right? Yeah, He's not he been, been exceptional. No. But you don't you like you don't expect Tyson Berry to be exceptional on defense. No. Right? No. But I don't recall I'm sure they're fl- fluffing it up the middle. Yeah. yeah. No, he's been good. He's been good. Look and, at Mackenzie Weger in Calgary. Last night gave up three pizzas. Did he really? Like, against the Columbus Blue Jackets, right? Like he's, you know, he's, you know, giving away, he's a giveaway machine. And he's yeah. the guy that was, you know, he was the big deal in that. Like, yeah, Huberto was big, but wow, they got Weger too. This guy's a top pair defenseman, supposedly. Not playing that way. Some stranger also says Tyson Berry has been solid lately. Uh, Angel Sandoval, who uh, I'll just say is a Ducks fan, but he's a good listener to the show, says, uh, I'd say Hyman has that grit and backbone that was much needed. Oh, yes. Um, and then some stranger says Bouchard still makes me scream at the TV. So, <laughs> so we're not going to have Bouchard as the unsung hero. Although he's been, uh, and him and Broberg. They've stepped it up. Yeah, 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 they have really stepped it up. Yeah. Are you a um, are you a stats guy, like a fancy stats guy? Uh, I, uh, you know what, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've had to, I've had to learn them and yeah. I've had to, uh, I've had to acknowledge them. Uh, and now my, I guess I would say analysis would be based on a little bit of both, but primarily I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm an eye, you know, what my eyes see type of thing, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take into the stats for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Angel, I'd call Angel a Ducks fan. And he's a, 
I knew it too. He's a Kings fan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, that's what made me laugh. He said, go Kings, go. Uh, now, Jack says, on forward, I like Derek Ryan. Quiet and solid. I would say um, that's interesting. Uh, Derek Ryan is a um, roller coaster player. Right. There are times where, you know, I love the guy and times where he's just not noticeable enough yeah, for me to love him. I'd never say I'm like, again, he's not the guy, kind of guy I ever yell at the TV no. with, but there's just some times where I think there are better players that are more noticeable. But Derek Ryan lately has been, been pretty good. And he's good. one of the guys, by the way, when everybody was talking about, you know, who do we, you know, who do we wave? myself included i was in that <laughs> oh yeah derek ryan was on your oh, yeah. list yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's changed right like the, over the last few days it's changed obviously yamamoto going on ltir yep you know a couple things uh happening um yeah i mean this is um you know it's it the oilers are if anything they're a fluid team things change uh Night after night, the only one I think we can most most of us agree on is that um, the love affair with Devin Shore <laughs> was a little bit odd. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he just seemed to get all the love from this team and every opportunity. I'm sure he's a hell of a guy. Maybe he's great in the room. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what uh, I, I saw today, I can't recall where I saw it. Uh, maybe it was somebody's podcast. Maybe it was something else. Um, what's your thought on keeping Pooley RV? Uh, you know, I, they're going to add, like without a doubt, they're going to add a piece uh, by the deadline. It's, you know, it'll be, a, you know, a decently significant piece and there's no money. And he's, he's the odd man out, I think. Um, you know, I, I like... I, I wish he had more offense, right? But as a say, if he wasn't making three million, he was making eight hundred k. I'd love him. <laughs> I'd keep him. Uh, but unfortunately, with that three million dollar price tag, he's he's the odd man out to make some moves. So I think he's 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 the one going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you might be right. Um, and and I I do love the player too like a, a, yeah. the guy anyway the personality yeah. I, I think you know some of the criticism is warranted of late he's certainly not producing on the score sheet we talk about this fancy stats versus eye testing we sure. is like the poster child for this Absolutely. <laughs> right 100%. i mean if you if you go to the fancy stats he's you know he's he's the bison king you know there's nothing nothing wrong although neil on YouTube says his defense has slipped recently. So we might see his stats go down. He's also been playing, you know, bottom six minutes mm-hmm. as of late. So that, you know, probably has a little bit to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always, I always go back to, and, and those people that listen to the program um, understand, you know, I always say like, it's, it's gotta be hard for guys like McDavid and Dreisaitl who, you know, put the nice sauce pass onto the stick and you know, they just, they've got guys like Kane and Hyman and, right. and Nuge that are, you know, converting those beautiful opportunities. Right. And maybe it's through no fault of his own. Maybe it's legitly just bad puck luck. But <laughs> Pooley RV is not getting the puck in the net. 
No. And he's had brilliant opportunities. He's had yeah. he's had the right opportunities. He's been in the right spot. He clearly yeah. sees the game well enough. Yeah. Um, and to me, that gets frustrating, I think, anyway, and I'm <laughs> no way close to a dry sidler McDavid's type <laughs> player, but I would imagine if you're those guys, get frustrating. There's only so many times you want to throw that puck over to them before you start to defer to somebody else. Yeah. Because he's tagged with the can't score. Yeah. You'll you'll look for another play. For yeah. Sure. Anyway, I don't want to talk about Pulley It's been beaten like a dead horse. <laughs> yeah. uh, great great kid, but uh yeah. Kelly from Beer League Heroes says, if Yamo can't come back or play sparingly for the rest of the year, keeping JP might make sense if another deal can't be made, which is true. That's the, It's almost straight across the board with those two, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, you know, I do love the fact that he's used the body this year, like that he's used his size. Oh, absolutely. Cream, cream yeah. dudes. And yeah. <laughs> just yeah, delivered like, him. You know, I hope somebody maybe teaches them how to drop the gloves, though, because I, you know, every time something like that happens, I worry for him because he looks like a deer in the headlights, right? Like, you know, he looks like he's scared, not scared, because I just don't think he is, but he just looks like he's going to get walloped. He yeah, ju- he yeah. just doesn't have that like mean. He's like he's he's <laughs> trying to get that mean bone in his body, you know. Like he just seems like a jokester, and he's like, oh oh crap, these guys want to scrap. <laughs> That's right. Or sometimes he looks like you know I don't um you know I I don't know what's going on here. Did I do something? Yeah, wrong? did I do something? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What did I do? Well, he just creamed. Me. I think it was uh against like Nashville. It just absolutely just bulldozed oh, yeah. the guy. I can't remember who came in and scrapped him there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean he's he's had some good. I mean he just you know, and he's he's not a dirty hitter. He just uses no, his size, and a big um, guy. yeah, he's a big guy. Uh, all right, what else are we going to talk about? We got the uh, All Star Game coming up earlier today. I put a poll out on uh, Twitter, NHL All Star Game poll, mm-hmm. which was. Do you enjoy the three-on-three style div versus div format, or do you miss the east versus west? Uh, different ideas out there, or don't care at all about the all-star game. Uh, pretty even across the board, uh, except well, it was um, two to one east versus west versus the three-on-three. So I ask you, do you do you even watch the all-star game? Uh, I mean, not as much anymore. Like I'll I'll, I'll tune in. Um, I think over the last couple to three years, I think I've, I've really watched it less and, and really accepted, Hey, you know what, this is, you know, as a kid, I loved it. I loved it, but these are really for the kids. Um, so I, I do watch it less. I'll, I'll tune in if I got nothing really else going on, but, uh, yeah, I think, um, when you ask that question, you know, do I, what I hadn't seen the, what the results of the, the poll was, and I actually hadn't thought about that. And when I saw that Western Conference jersey, it yeah. just brought brought back that a little bit of that nostalgia. And when yeah. I saw that, it reminded me of the the year of. Do you remember when Owen Nolan like pointed at? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, one of like, the best it, there moments of all. That's time. what yeah. it reminded me of. And then I was like, oh, they're going back to East versus West. That's what I thought it was. But uh, so I think, yeah, I'd I'd rather see that East versus West now a little bit. Now. Stump Stranger says he doesn't care for it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, so you bring up one point, which is, you know, when you were a kid, you watched it. When I was yeah. a kid, I watched it, and I'll be fair. I've, you know, I've watched a few highlights uh, in the last, you know, couple of years, but I've never sat down to watch the All Star Game. Right. Um, in fact, it's become, I don't know. I it just, it's so much going on now. Like it's, it's like a bit of a circus, you know. Of, oh yeah. Uh, and they, and. I think yeah, if you're a young kid and you and it's just the same. Like when I was young, I loved going to watch the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I, I went. I think I brought my daughter a couple of years ago, and I was like, "This is this is pretty lame, right?" <laughs> and, um, and to be fair, uh, she loved it, right? For sure. And yeah. so you know, maybe we're just not the market for it, and that's no. fair. Yeah. Um, but I do miss, I, you know, if they were to do, I prefer if they'd go back to the East versus West Yes, uh, and it's probably more of a nostalgia thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's my age creeping up. I don't know. Anyway, I agree. Um, thoughts on, um, you know, Stuart Skinner getting a call for the all-star game. The, 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 the guy just com- completed the life hat trick when that happened, signs a deal, has a, has a, as a baby boy and then the all-star game, you know, it, uh, things probably, probably couldn't get better for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, that's, um, that's pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, and I think, you know, one of the good things is, um, and I'll, <laughs> it's a, something funny. I actually voted uh, for Markstrom. Because <laughs> he, oh, he wanted him to go? And I wanted like, him to go. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I get it. I figured that I would play. be like, I figured that would be the, uh, like the thing to <laughs> really throw That's him funny. off, but he's, he's doing fine being thrown off on his own. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> the, um, funny. the Oilers actually kind of just the way their schedule works out, like these guys, you know, McDavid and, and dry are going to get a break anyway. I mean, they, you know, the, um, any of the wounds that these guys have. And then when they come back, I mean, their first four, first five games, Detroit, Philly, Ottawa, Montreal, Detroit. Like, you know, that's like a conditioning stint. You know, Um, know, I I mean, I hope that they take it seriously. I hope so too. But, but that's like, that's what you want, right? Like that eases you into, you know, like they don't have a tough, tough game. They don't really have a tough game in February other than Colorado and Boston. Two of their games are, you know, by the time they get to Boston, they might be thinking they're in the AHL uh, <laughs> and then just get blown out, right? Like That's a good um, point. Yeah, like that's, that's that might be the only problem. But this, this February schedule for the Oilers, um, it doesn't get much sweeter, right? Like... <sighs> That's that's the uh, the dregs of the right. Like that's the dregs of the league. You just hope that they don't play to their competition. They're going to lose one in there somewhere. Yeah, for sure. It's bound and, to happen. Um, and Twitter will explode. <laughs> the sky's falling. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you ever like this, this has got to be the best schedule you've seen, right? Like in for sure. However long, for sure. so it's pretty good. Um. Yeah, so Skinner gets in uh, All Star Game. Um, Drysaddle McDavid. Uh, there was something else I wanted to chat about. Uh, oh yeah, Vander Kane looks like he's going to be out against Columbus. Right. 
just for personal reasons, somebody yeah. suggested um, possibly bankruptcy procedure or or something. I haven't read anything about it. I haven't looked it up, but um, that wouldn't surprise me at all. So, you know, he's going to go do that, deal with whatever he's got. Uh, couldn't probably be a better time, right? I mean, That's you're true. going up against Columbus. They, yeah. um, you know, I think Calgary did a good job of making them look good last night. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, they're not, um, th- it should be, it should be a walk in the park for this team. As long as they, uh, what, this is one of the things. So what do you think about this? I mean, this is, mm-hmm. you know, I saw a tweet uh, from a Flames fan yesterday or the day before that said, you know, the Flames, typical Flames playing the level of their competition. And I kind of chuckled because that's what every Oilers fan would tweet out. <laughs> right? You know, typical Oilers playing the level of their competition. Yeah. I feel like the last like six games that switch has changed. Yeah, I agree. Like I agree. to me, this is, this to me is, is maybe the biggest positive we can take out of the last six, which is the Oilers never walked into any game and said, let's take our foot off the gas. Right. They just spent how many games where they lost two goal leads because they would go into the first period, you know, on fire and they fixed that slow start problem. I I feel like they've done really well to fix that, Mm -hmm. but then they go into the second period, like, you know, we've got this locked up and they've got no finish. Yeah. Um, but I feel like over the last six games, they've had a lot of, um, a lot of finished thoughts on that. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they didn't take the foot on the gut off the gas. They kept, they kept going. I kind of feel against Vancouver, maybe it was there, but then yeah. they, they kind of battled the, they, they battled their way back, but yeah, overall, overall, it's just that I don't want to use the word vibe, but the, the, the vibe and the, I don't know what it is, but it's different. It's different with them. And they're like, and, and this, it raises a different question. You know, Oilers are always a, a good second half team. So, so why are they taking, why are they taking it? Oh, so we got to start trying now. All right. It's, it's getting real boys. You know what I mean? Like, it, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like it, They know that they can turn it on and, and they do, and they have been. So I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I always wonder about stuff like that too, you know, like what is it that, you know, how can, and it's, and it's consistent. The numbers, you know, bear fruit to that. Like it's, you know, they're like a six fifty team after the midway point (laughs) uh, year over year, at least the last two years. And um, you know, they're well on their way to do that again. Mm -hmm. And December certainly seems to be the month where they decide that they're going to, you know, take a little break. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and and maybe make things exciting. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't get that. I don't. Get that. I, I was kind of pondering this the other day. Is it uh, is it that load management thing? They're just kind of not trying a hundred percent, and then they're like, okay, now we got to ramp it up a little bit. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna step in front and block this shot just because hey, it's too early in the season. I don't know. I was thinking about that. Like that that attention to detail, a hundred like there's there's even a difference of that a little attention to detail in front of the net okay yeah. take block the pass 
right? It's there. I can't remember. It was like CC on a two-on-one, uh, not a two-on-one, but there was like a guy in front of the net and, you know, and instead of taking the guy, he got the stick. And I'm like, those little things weren't there in the beginning of the season or in the first half of the season, but they're there now. And it's just like, why, why is it here all of a sudden? I'm, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've definitely changed. Uh, thankfully they did it without needing a coaching change. Right. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my gosh. No, I mean, last year I was all right. I was done uh, with the Tippett era. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it took me a little while and I struggled with it because, of course, you know, the Oilers have had a lot of coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm not that upset. I mean, there are times where I question what Woodcroft is doing. Yes. Um, but, you know, I, I am, uh, I'm going to say that um, I think he's done a, a solid job, uh, him and the coaching staff. Uh, all right. Uh, Kelly from Beer League said um, Merrick was talking about uh, Mikula from St. Louis, uh, possibly a trade target for the Oilers. Maybe there's some uh, rumors in terms of that. Any thought to that or have you heard that? I haven't heard uh, the the Mikula. I heard uh uh, even I think it was Sarah Volley was talking about uh, Susie as an option as well. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I don't know if like Seattle would actually do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know. He would be a nice piece. Uh, the Mikola, I haven't heard too too much about that. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard either name uh, brought up. Um, but I will tell you this: that um, like my my feeling on it is this: is I think where. You know, as Oilers fans, if you think it's going to be a name that you don't, you immediately know like what stats the guy has and and how he's played and where he plays. Yeah, then it's not likely going to be involved in a trade with the Oilers. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, um, and the and and there's you know there's a couple reasons for that. One, you know, um, our guy at Heavy Hockey wrote an article, and I see you did a you know, an article about, uh, Chikrin as well, but, um, uh, Ryan Lotsberg did an article about, uh, Chikrin and, and whether, you know, whether it could even be possible. Right. Uh, and a lot of, you know, a lot of pieces have to move in order for that to happen. Um, and one of the big things I think anyway, is that you need to be creative. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Ken Holland's just not a creative trade maker. Right, he's no. he's not the guy that pulls out the three team trade. No, um, no, you know to land the blockbuster deal, right? No. Like if you want the Trey Living, you know Kachuk to Florida, Uyghur Huberdo back kind of deal, I just don't think Holland's that guy. No, and so um, so I would suspect you know like immediately I think about you know this Mikola, like he's the kind of guy we're gonna get. Yeah. Right. Like I, um, you know, I, um, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot about him. Right. I don't, I've seen him play, um, you know, uh, but I, you know, it's never been a guy like a target in my head. No. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's when you'd have to talk to the pro scouts and say, you know, what, you know, who's out there, who's on Mm -hmm. these teams that might possibly be up and, uh, you know, which GMs are, you know, letting names out of the hat and and then ken holland says you know who's who um you know his kind of name comes up you know he's not he's not overly old he's you know he's got a lower cap hit Mm -hmm. 
but again, you know, I'd say 50% of Oilers fans, if not more, even though we're astute fans of the game, don't know Mikola, right? Because like, we're not watching the Blues every game, and he's that type of player. And that's the, exactly the kind of guy we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> so just, be, just be prepared. Like, yeah, a name like that sure. comes up in the rumor, <laughs> and I believe that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. In I, fact, he ticks off all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, the only box he doesn't uh, tick off is his agent is uh, Lado. And so, you know, who's also Pugliarvi's agent, I believe. Ah. Um, so that might, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the agent won't have um, uh, overall control, but, you know, might uh, might try to sway <laughs> sway any moves uh, they've got some you know say in in how that looks uh, so anyway at the end of the day um just don't be surprised you know Sousi Sousi however you want to pronounce Susie, it yeah. um, Susie. most people i think know him you know yeah. um so i you know he's <laughs> but he he fits sort of the 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 thing too but i think you're right you know, what likelihood is it? I wouldn't do it. If I'm Seattle, what, what are, who are you trading to better the Oilers? Yeah. Like you, who might be your first round matchup. matchup. And if yeah. you're the Oilers, who are you trading that might fit a hole in Seattle? Yeah. Who, you know, depending on who you're, you know, talking about is, um, you know, either legit or not. I don't know, but it's, I just can't see a, especially at this point of the season, um, when both teams could end up playing each other first round. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I can't see it happening. Yeah. So, um, uh, Kelly here says Mikkel is a big-bodied defenseman, physical, makes a very affordable salary for Edmonton. Maybe a JP swap. Saravelli brought up uh, Provorov on Stoffer's show uh, today. And, um, yeah, so I have heard the, um, Provorov, uh, commentary as well. Um, that fits into the Oilers MO too, to, to pick up somebody with a little bit of hair on, on them. <laughs> <laughs> There's no string into your tea, that. That's yeah, sure. yeah. 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 It's, it's like, if anybody's going to do it, the Oilers will. Yeah. Uh, and then as fans, we'll get mad for a short period of time and, and forget about it at some point <laughs> in the forgiveness tour. I don't know. Although, you know, yeah. Oh, well. All right. So, uh, Kelly also said, by the way, Sousey is not impressed in, in him, I assume, in any game versus Edmonton this year that he's watched. So, uh, and then Neil uh, says, JP for Ebbs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ebbs back in, uh, in an Oilers jersey would be something. I'm not sure awesome. where he'd fit on this team in a Yamamoto type yeah, of role yeah or? yeah yeah Yamo's injured yeah we'll uh, maybe fill in top six there <laughs> interesting so lots to happen uh with the Oilers still um you know a lot in this February I mean this February is um you know I said this about that road trip uh and they came through uh the western road trip they came through little disappointed they um, didn't beat L.A. I thought maybe they'd have a better game against L.A. Um, but they came out of that, you know, after with six games. 
Uh, and it looked like that's what they needed, right? To go, you know, in the, in that past amount, like one and six yeah, or six and one rather. Um, I'd say that's exactly what, um, what we need. And, you know, now they've got Columbus and uh, Chicago back to back two teams vying for Bedard, right? Like this is it. Like this is, you know, this is the chance for the Oilers to come out. If they win these next two, they're ahead of LA in terms of points percentage, which is a pretty big deal. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, don't, don't drop the ball. All Oilers. <laughs> yeah, you have opportunity in front of you. And I, I was, I, I, there's a stat, I can't remember. The Oilers are um, the only team in the last, was it like 10 years or something that haven't won seven games in a row? Did you hear that? No, I didn't. I haven't heard that. But. Yeah, it was something, I can't remember if it was like 10, but I, I honestly think it's even longer that haven't won the seven, that haven't gone on a seven game losing streak. So Winning streak. Or, winning win, sorry, winning streak. Winning streak. My, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm certain they've done a seven game losing streak. <laughs> yeah, in the last <laughs> little bit there. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah uh, you know, they, um, they just don't do that, do they? Like it's... Yeah. Uh, it just seems to be, you know, and I, and I, maybe they'll grow out of it and maybe they have, we're, we're about to find out, I guess. Uh, but this is a, this is a doable, you know, nine, 10 game win streak for them. Um, it's a doable 12 game win streak. Like this is the kind of, right. Here's the thing is um, they still, you know, they'll come out of this. And one of the things I love about being an Oilers fan, I listen to a lot of NHL media around the league. I'm constantly listening to, you know, different teams, different people to talk about different things. And the Oilers still won't get any credit for it. You know, um, the other night, the Flames were playing and the Oilers were playing on the same, I can't remember what night it was. They don't always, they don't often play on the same night. And uh, it was an NHL media channel and, and they asked around the horn, you know, which game are you most excited for? And all of them said the Flames game. Really? Yeah, because it's going to be. Yeah, Flames are a really good team, and uh, and they're you know they're going to come out and they ended up losing. And the Oilers, I believe, won that night. It might have been the Saturday game. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it was recent. Sorry, my dog's over to the side whining about something. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, uh, maybe he's also upset about the Flames uh, thing. But the Flames seem to get all the credit in the world and the Oilers uh, quite typically. And I think it's because of Connor McDavid. I think like when you have a guy like Connor McDavid on your team, people just expect that if you're not going to be first in the league, yeah. then you're underperforming. Yeah. Um, but I, I would tell you that uh, or contend anyway that the Oilers are doing a lot more things well than we're giving that than even us fans are giving them credit for. Yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. So it's um it's an exciting time right now with the with this the way the schedule lines up. Uh, you just hope that um once they start playing some difficult teams uh, into the end of February and um, early March that um. Because that part of the schedule is a killer. <laughs> First couple of weeks of March is like Boston back to back, or like two times Boston. Oh, Toronto's right. in there. Winnipeg back to back. 
Buffalo and Toronto. Um, so that's, um, that's going to be a killer schedule there. Uh, all right. We're uh, closing in to top of the hour. Let's, uh, let's chat about uh, the Columbus game. Just kind of get your feel for, you know, how that, um, how that plays out. If you were uh, Woodcroft, who, who would you put in net for that game? <laughs> yeah. And does it matter? Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, maybe That's, you, yeah. you split the guys up before the end of the. I don't. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So I guess, you know what? That's interesting. So we got two games left, then the all-star game. I would say let's, uh, let's go Campbell. Then we'll send Skinner on a play in a game and then head to the all-star game. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't maybe know. It doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. Maybe. maybe it doesn't matter. You just make sure that you split both. So they each have a yep. game yep. Uh, in the next, you know, two weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and maybe you do it the other way because you'll give, uh, exactly. You know, yeah. That makes sense. The All-Star game. That would um, make sense. That's a nice, finally a nice challenge to have. And Campbell has legit turned his game around. Yes. And, that save that ended up getting called a goal to me is one of the nicest saves of the year. When uh, that was a goal. LA, was it LA yeah. or, um, or San Jose? Or San Jose was the actual save, and then yeah. uh, was it? I think it was LA. Yeah. And they anyway, you know, the one where it, yeah. it really wasn't conclusive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they called that a like to call it a goal. Yeah, I yeah. don't know about that one. But yeah, that um, was amazing. Yeah. Uh Neil says Campbell could play both. Maybe you get uh maybe you do get to see Campbell for back to backs. Uh, you know, add in a little bit more, you know, from the confidence standpoint. But he's made sure. some beauties. Yeah. Um, I don't think either uh goaltender has really stolen a game for us yet, but they've kept us in games. Yeah. Um Jack says Campbell's five alarm save versus Tampa Bay. Multiple exclamation marks. Same sort of thing, <laughs> right? Like, Hell yeah. you know, like the guys are coming in there and they're playing solid goaltending uh, and, you know, giving the Oilers the opportunity to win the game based on the strength of their offense. Yeah. Uh, and it's awesome. It's awesome because, I, you know, they don't, I don't think, I, I always said the Oilers, I do, and I believe this, the Oilers do need a goalie that will steal a game once in a while. For sure. But for the most part, when you got that kind of offense, you just need them to keep it. You just need the grant fears of this yeah. world yeah. who just make the save. That's make the save when you need to. When you need it, right? When you need it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so let's, uh, you know, I, I would say, you know, probably Neil might be right. We'll see uh, Campbell for both uh, Columbus and Chicago. Uh, we won't see Kane in against, uh, is my understanding. We won't see him against Columbus. He'll he'll be back in time for Chicago. Um, outside of that, I mean, I don't think you'd expect uh, many changes in terms of the defense, etc. Um, you know, DeHarnay is going to still get uh, a lot of time. They'll probably go eleven and seven through the next two games. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts? Are the Oilers going to win the two before the All Star break? I will say the Oilers are going to win the two before the All Star break. Uh, they're just rolling. Uh, they're gelling. I think they understand what lies ahead of them. You know, they're turning it on. 
let's work our, our butts off next two games and then, hey, let's go into the break. So, yeah, think, yeah they'll win the next two. Awesome. Yeah, I, I'm going to say the same thing. All right. We're at the uh, top of the hour. Uh, Sean, it's your uh, first time in the show in a long time. Yeah. Uh, the way that I do this every okay. time is I end the show by giving my guest the last word. In fact, I mean it. Like, I don't get to say anything. I okay. Just, I throw the microphone on mute. Uh, I uh, Sometimes I, you know, I my knuckles go white, uh, depending on who, who the guest is. Um, <laughs> one of the guys that's on the show, one of the, our hot, heavy hockey guys, Dash, always tries to push every button uh, when possible. But sure. all that to say... Uh, you get the last word. You get to say whatever you want, and and when you're done, the only thing I ask is that you say good night, and that's the cue for me to um, to shut down. And All so right. with that, I'll just say a couple words. Um, so Sean, of course, uh, and I are uh, proud owners. In fact, I've got I've got mine right beside me. You got <laughs> I got mine too. I, I pull it out every now and yeah. then. I, yeah. There you go. We got upper deck cards. Uh, and uh, they recently did. There's a third now. They haven't been released yet, but um, Stacy, uh, I can't recall her Twitter handle, but anyway, she's um, yeah. the third ultimate MVP. And I did talk to her. Uh, we're, the three of us will get on a pod together. That'd be sweet. Uh, that would be kind of fun. Um, so we've got that. The one of the things in, that was on the card, on the back of the card for me, was talk about the charity hockey game that I host, or try to host every year. Of course, while pandemic was on, um, I I was unable to. The last time we did it was February 29th in 2020. Wow! And um, we're back. So March 4th. Um, this year, it's uh, just over a month away. We are going to hop on the ice uh, in support of the Sexual Assault Center of Edmonton, which I think is also very per- particularly relevant with what's going on with Hockey Canada and hockey culture and all of those things. Um, we are uh, finalizing the details on the after party, which will be a watch uh watch party as well because the Oilers cool. will be on the second half awesome. of that back-to-back with the Jets. Uh, and uh, it looks like, anyway, tentatively book, we've booked the Ice House downtown in the Ice District cool. for the after party. I'm going to put the registration up for the game uh, tomorrow. Cool. So for those of you, wherever you are, maybe you want to fly in from Taiwan, Kelly. <laughs> Or wherever you are, um, uh, come on out uh, and uh, play some hockey. Uh, registration will be fifty dollars for players, uh, and uh, and then that'll include the after party. And if you just want to come to the after party, is is ten dollars. And uh, there'll be lots of great, you know, silent auction items, lots of great uh, prizes. Um, Rob Clark will kick off the hockey game with the. Uh, national anthem. Nice. So I think that's cool. And um, you know, like most years that we've done this, we've we try to get as many spectators out as possible to give you that game feel. And so, you know, I just hope uh, people come out. And then over the next month, watch my Twitter at Oilers Live. Uh, for those of you listening or otherwise, um, 
and um, you know, please retweet anything to do with the hockey game and the charity. Um, also, um, I, I like to do the the thirty days. <laughs> You hear my dog whining in the background? A little, fake, a little bit. Okay, fake, yeah, he's <laughs> been hilarious right now. Um, the last thirty days, uh, the thirty days leading up to the event, uh, I'll also be doing at least once a day uh, information about the charity itself, uh, what they do, uh, things to know. Have a look at that. Read, you know, part of um, you know the charity for me. The charity part. Um, is raising awareness for these mm-hmm. organizations. Um, you know, in the past we've done autism and heart and stroke, all very important charities. Uh, the sexual assault center obviously deals with, you know, uh, victims and people that are in, in, you know, some of the worst States. And, uh, so, you know, I just hope that, um, you know, I can raise some awareness for that and some funds. We are also, we've teamed up with Oilers girls night, uh, which will be the week after on March 11th. Um, both uh, registrations will be available on Eventbrite. And if anybody has any questions, they can reach out to me uh, at michael at heavyhockey.com or at Oilers Live on Twitter. I'm just happy to, you know, do something, something good. There are no profits to this game whatsoever. Our registrations go to cover some of the costs that we have, right. Um, which are very, you know, we try to keep those down to the bare minimum and then the rest of the money, anything left over, it goes straight to, um, charity. In fact, my, uh, flight out, I'll pay for myself and, uh, everybody, none of that is taken out of this. Um, it's all goes directly, uh, towards, um, SACE. So anyway, check that out. And while you're at it, check out heavyhockey.com. Lots of great articles and everything. Maybe one day we can uh, encourage Sean to come over and do our article. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be cool. A little yeah. collab. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and having said all of that, and thank you to everybody for watching. A uh, couple of good shows there and a couple of noticeable people that didn't say good show uh, tonight. Um, <laughs> you still got time. Uh, I'm going to leave it to, uh, Sean to, uh, take it away for the rest of the night. Sean, honestly, ah, great having it, you. Great, uh, great having you on again. For and, sure. And keep uh, more I, I, I don't have much to say. Uh, I do want to say, uh, thank you to, to Michael, uh, him and I, we kind of, we have this like cool bond. Again, he said, we're the, you know, one of two of three people in the world that got this, uh, you know, p- packs to open our hockey cards. So we have this like uh, super cool bond and I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to meeting him March 4th. Uh, I'm going to be playing, uh, I'm going to be playing in that game. Uh, so I'm going to register and it's so funny. I, uh, I have my stick handling pad on the ground there. <laughs> I had like, I recently had a, a broken, uh, a fractured ankle and I couldn't play hockey for a bit. So I, I worked on my hands a, a little bit. So my hands might be there, but my skating won't be. So Hope to see uh, everybody out on March 4th. Um, last thing I'll probably say is, uh, you know, what a what a whirlwind of a first season for the Oilers. But it's going to be a very exciting finish. Uh, are they going to make a trade? Are they going to get a demon? Who knows? Uh, the one thing that I will say is there was a point in time where it seemed like the sky was falling and everybody was getting on Ken Holland for saying, make a move, make a move, make a move, and include me in that group. Uh, but 
that's why he gets paid the five million bucks to stay patient and assess his team <laughs> because look where we are now and you know things are looking good so on that note that's all i have to say i'm looking forward to seeing michael on march 4th and good night Oilers lie.